We did it, team. Our interview episodes are back. So today you're going to be hearing from Tadowski, who is a Twitch streamer. He streams horror games, and he also uh, is a firefighter with PTSD. So you're going to hear about how all of those things affect his streams, and you're also going to hear his strategies for reaching out. So if you're someone who really struggles with reaching out, whether it's for, um, you know, making relationships in the space or if you would like to collaborate with someone he does this all the time so he's going to give you some really great information about how you can do that yourself all right let's get started hello everyone welcome back to the stream coach podcast i'm so excited to tell y'all that this week our uh interview episodes are actually back so today you're going to be hearing from someone by the name of tadowski he is a Twitch streamer, um, streams horror games, and uh, is a firefighter, and also has PTSD. So he kind of wraps all of these things up into a really nice uh, package that makes sense for his audience. And he's going to teach you a lot of the things that he learned inside of SCA uh, because he is an SCA graduate. He just graduated from our most recent class. So he'll talk a little bit about his experience in the program and also how the program has helped him overcome some, uh, maybe some confidence issues, lack of reaching out, a few other things. So it's going to be really fun before we jump into that, though. Just wanted to let y'all know applications for SEA are still open, but the newest class starts this Saturday, August 7th. So congratulations if you just recently got accepted into the program. Myself and the coaching team are so excited to work with you starting this Saturday. If you did not get accepted this time around, don't worry. There is still plenty of space and we're still happy to look over your application next time. Usually when people are declined um, a spot in SEA, it's because they just haven't been streaming for long enough. So give yourself a little bit of time. Try to stream a little longer. Make sure that this is something that you want to do before you invest your money and time with us. And then we'd, we'd love to help you out inside of the actual program. If you want to be one of the first to be uh, considered for the next round of SCA, you can apply over at streamcoach.tv slash apply. I almost said stream couch or something. I'm not entirely sure what that was. <laughs> so streamcoach.tv will give you more information about what SCA actually is if you haven't heard of the program before. And all of that being said, let's hang out with Tadowski. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today with me, I have Tadowski, one of our graduates of SCA. What's up, my dude? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I'm really excited to have you with us today. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. We haven't actually ever interviewed a... Uh, a graduate from SCA. So this is going to be a totally different type of show than we usually do on the podcast. And I'm really excited to like have you give us your, uh, yeah, your experience in the program. But also we want to talk about you and what life has been like and if it was valuable for you or not, specific things that you've learned. Um, so I'm really excited to just hear what you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> So first off, let's just give everyone an introduction to who you are, what you do, what your content is. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Tadowski. I am a firefighter, and I make horror content for Twitch and YouTube, and I try to keep it on brand for all the other macro platforms. Um, I like to review games. I uh, I like to uh, make walkthroughs and tips and tactics and tutorials for new games that are coming up for people. Mm, love it. Wow, can <laughs> can I just say, have you been trained in your elevator pitch because it's very good <laughs> I've, I've i've had that drilled into my head just just a little bit and uh, <laughs> i spent i probably spent more time on that than i did a lot of other things <laughs> that's awesome uh-huh. so um something that i thought really stood out about you and what you're trying to do um is your experience with ptsd like mm-hmm. that's actually a, a big part. And we don't, you know, we don't have to talk about it if that's like a boundary for you or if that's triggering for you. But um, I think that it's really interesting that not only are you creating horror content and you have these specific things that you're trying to achieve, but you're also kind of raising awareness um, mm. for people who either, you know, have PTSD or maybe have a family member that's experienced it. So I, I think that's really interesting. Like you you're doing so many great things um, and you're doing all of them while also I think being a a beacon of hope and inspiration for other people. Oh, thanks. You're going to make me blush. (laughs) No, um, actually that's one of my things here is I'm not uh, upset about talking about it at all. I'm actually Mm -hmm. very open about it. And I think it's very important that we do because uh, PTSD, especially in our public servants and military, has r- only recently become, you know, open to the public. And especially yeah. for um, first responders and, you know, our public servants like police, fire, nursing, EMS, hospital, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the people where it kind of falls into the wayside, especially in firefighting and police is because um, there's a stigma where they don't like to talk about it. It's not a, you don't show weakness and that's how it's kind of considered in the field. But after um, going through it and it's coming out more and more, it's actually very important to me and to everyone else to understand it and to actually talk about it. And so that was one of my things um, that I wanted to focus on was, yeah, I do have it, um, but I'm still the same person. I've learned how to live with it and no one else has to go through it alone. So that, that was one of the big things for me. Absolutely. Love it. That's so great. I'm so like honored that we got to myself and, you know, the coaching team got to play a role in helping you spread that message as much as possible. Yes. Yes. I appreciate it too. Yeah. So maybe that's a good time for us to kind of talk about what your experience was like in SCA. Why, uh, let's just start at the very beginning. Why did you decide to join the program? Um, so, ah, that's kind of a kind of a longer portion of it. So, I've always been a person where I set my mind to something. I I've wanted to do it. Like I put all my effort into it, and I decided I wanted to stream a long time ago, but I never actually did it. I actually put it off for such a long time. You know, I needed this or I needed that. I made excuses left and right. And then one day, I want to say probably back in October, maybe a little under a year ago, 
I decided, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And I did. Um, I started streaming things that were something that wasn't really interesting to me. You know, I started with like first person shooters and things like that. And that was fun to me, but I didn't realize all the things that went into it. So after months and months of, you know, just streaming and not getting anywhere and just kind of falling flat, I, I would make excuses even then. Oh, it's just a hobby. It's not a big deal. I'm, I'm still having fun, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then I went and this is where like kind of the PTSD part comes into it. Cause I went and, um, got intensive help, I guess, so to say, uh, to treat my PTSD and form things to help get my life back on track and get to who I was. And after that, I decided the streaming thing, I wanted to spread this message. I wanted to get out with people and connect with people and, kind of just get out there. And that's when I decided I'm going to do this seriously. I want to go with something I love, something I'm passionate about. And that's where I went with the horror games because it ties back into who I was growing up, my my childhood and and being with friends and stuff like that, playing horror games or watching horror movies and that kind of community aspect I wanted to bring into the now. Um so that's when I started to make real big changes to my stream and everything like that. However, I still wasn't getting anywhere. I felt I had something good. I had, you know, personality. I had this, I had that, but something just wasn't working. And that's when I actually came across uh, the SCA and I said, you know what? Let me do it. Let me, let me just pull the trigger. I mean, I've already, plugged all this time, energy, money, investment, et cetera, et cetera, into the stream and I want to do it serious. Let me just get um, advice, viewpoints from someone who's actually done it and actually has made a success out of it. And so that's when I decided, hey, pull the trigger, do it. And luckily I got in and... um Boy, it was it was a real eye opener in, in honesty when I got in there. Um having the coaches be there, talking to them, kind of showing them what I had at this point, and realizing how it's not that it was bad or off the mark horribly. It's just nothing was making sense from a um perspective of an outside perspective, I should say. Um, when someone would come look at your stream or look at what your content is and stuff like that, and nothing matches up, it kind of turns people off. And it, these are things I never knew, you know, and I never realized. So when you see that and have that pointed out, it's kind of like a light bulb goes off. And that's a big aspect of it. So it, it's just very interesting how, you know, you, people don't realize the work or effort that goes into it and and that's just the tip of the iceberg when it came to the sca um and my content you know so just realizing one little thing as far as that goes where it's just like having a brand and and keeping it on or consistent things like that um is is a huge aspect of it but that's not all of it because that's just the tip because afterwards everything balance uh flows out and the iceberg just gets bigger and bigger. So, yeah. 
Definitely. I totally understand what you mean, especially with like the light bulb going off. Those, I remember having those light bulb moments in my own career and just being like, oh my gosh, I finally get it. And mm -hmm. it's so life-changing. It really does feel like you've been in the dark for a while. Yeah, that's, ex um, oh, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. Were there any moments during FCA that you felt were particularly insightful for you? Maybe it was the course material itself, or maybe it was a meeting that you had with one of the coaches. Was there anything where you were like, oh, wow, that was, that was valuable. That was awesome. That's, that, that's a hard question. I, I feel like everything was, um, <laughs> no, and, and, you know, and I know it kind of sounds you know, cheesy in a way, but it, it really is because um, everything, because for me, when coming in, I wasn't, I wasn't established. I didn't have a community. You know, I was the person streaming to zero people or one person, you know, if I was lucky. Um, so going from that aspect of pretty much building it up from scratch with basically just an idea um and then coming to where you are now everything was important and for me i was never i'm not a i was never a i i'm not an it guy right i don't do programming i don't do graphic design i've never edited a video in my life prior to this you know things of that kind of nature so for me it was basically an entire learning experience and re building who you are and deciding what you want to do. So yeah, everything for me in that aspect um, from the SEA was important information from the beginning of deciding, you know, making a bio and building a brand all the way to the last day of, you know, figuring out how to talk to sponsors and all that kind of stuff. So everything to me was like, was important. I was like a sponge at that point. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's awesome. That makes me so, this is actually like a really fulfilling podcast episode for me because <laughs> being able to hear how we actually impacted you actually, like it, it does mean a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's very cool. Uh, I think my next question for you is, so you went through this program, you met some people, um, you mm -hmm. learned a lot. What has life been like since graduating? Were there any changes that happened to either you or your content um, that, uh, or maybe even things that you're focusing on now that you feel uh well, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to fill in your feelings for you because it, it could be very positive things are happening. It could be like, we're still trying to work things out. Um, what has life uh, been like since going through SCA? Um, so, and I, actually, I, I kind of want to go back just a hair. Cause I want to say something really sure. quick about, um, all the coaches and the, and the preceptors and everything, because, the course content is the information that you learn is important, but I think one of the biggest aspects as well is being able to have those one-on-one -on -one meetings and stuff like that, or being able to openly talk to coaches or, or and, and the prefects because um, that was pretty much my biggest support. 
I'm, I've always been kind of lucky to pick things up as I learn them pretty quickly. It's just like, that's the kind of person I am. And I don't mean to brag about that, you know, like that's not how I, I want to come off at all. But um, there's always times where you have personal issues or you're trying to figure out something that needs a little bit of a personal touch and the coaches and everything were a big aspect of it. And, and to utilize that and have that kind of um, support system was huge in, in helping me figure out where to go. Because there was there was moments where I felt completely lost or I was stressed out to where I thought, I don't know what I'm doing at this point. And mm-hmm. just, a, just a quick meeting or whatever or talking to one of them um, cleared a lot of my uh, concerns. So I wanted to just kind of throw that out there yeah of um, course i'm definitely i'm happy that you know the coaching staff and the prefects and everyone uh was there for you that's such an important part of the program something that we really try to to focus on is like and even with building sca we were like well we can do it in a very scalable way we could make just a uh we could make just a like a a paid community and invite people into a server and give them information and and courses and do it so that like there isn't any of that high touch where we have to focus one-on-one with our students. And whenever Mm -hmm. it came down to the decision between doing that or, yeah, maybe we can't accept as many people, we're not going to have the scalability that we would have if we had focused on um, creating a, a scalable program instead of one that is so high touch like this mm-hmm. yeah. we had that decision but at the same time we were like you know what we care about the students we want to make sure that if they're having a bad experience or if they're having uh, a good experience or if they're confused like we have that time to not just answer those questions but go in deep and look at the stuff that they're doing and give them information right there that maybe they can't get from the the scalable information because scalable information is always supposed to be generic, right? Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't really get specific into each individual and each niche whenever you are creating a course where, or even any kind of program or discord server where lots of people are going to be coming in. You have to create like the most basic information that's going to apply to everybody. And then the high touch, the, the individual, um, information is going to come from those those one-on-one meetings. Um, so that was, I guess, kind of the reason we made that decision to go with a, a program where one-on-one uh, meetings and information were offered was because we just, we wanted to have that level of quality and, and real impact in our students. So I'm really glad that that was as helpful for you. It's definitely in line with the feedback we get from most students is like the one-on-ones were the most important part of this for me. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure to shout that out because that, that, that is a huge thing. And um, I know as a job or what, whether it's a job or you're interested or invested or actually like these people, it's, it's a lot to take that time out of your day to actually give a personalized answer or spend time talking to someone um and that's that's a lot because it's not just 
yeah, yeah, this is kind of the information you get. So let's just kind of talk about it broadly again. No, it's like, mm -hmm. so what's going on in your life or what's going on here, you know, to actually gear it towards you. And, and that's yeah. a lot of, um, it takes a lot of effort to actually do that, whether it's a 30 minute conversation or not, it, it's still a very in-depth thing for someone, especially right. someone who needs help, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's so, so awesome. Uh, before we move on to talking about your life since graduating mm -hmm. SEA, um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with the program? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I know I'm screwing you all up, but no. Oh no, you're you're good. No, I'm like I said, this is gonna this is a, a first one of these that we've done, <laughs> and I'm happy to keep this as casual or bounce around topics as we need to. So feel free wherever you want to take us. That's where we're going. And, and I think um, I, just one last thing too, and, and I think this will probably sum it up, sum it up all pretty nicely is, um, and I think people don't realize it either is the community that you build, not just from the coaches, not from the prefects and not from the courses, but the support you get from your own students, you know, from your fellow students, I should say, yeah. um, makes a big community as well because you know, they may not have the information or whatever, but what, what each of us provided for each other was support. And that helps, you know, get people through. Because if you're just doing it alone, even with coaches and teachers and whatever else, if you don't have a good support system around you as far as, you know, your own peers, you probably won't do as well either. And that's coming from a place of, you know, going through treatment, not treatment, but like therapy and stuff like that with my PTSD. Mm -hmm. And um, that kind of also falls into the same category. I mean, it's not just a mental health thing. It's also a life thing in general. So having that kind of community that you've built within uh, SCA is something that should also be pointed out and give credit to. That's awesome. That is definitely... I love that so much about the program as well. Y'all being able to come in and and feel like the people that are around you are people that get you and that are as serious as you are and that just want to help and be your friend. You know, that's one of the toughest things, I think, whenever you're a new or a small streamer is finding a place to fit in mm -hmm. um, and just finding a group of people that you can actually come back to because there are there are lots of places to do that that's what all of streaming is right it's, everybody is growing these communities and it's beautiful but it can feel really intimidating to go into a partner's channel who has like 300 viewers who you might really like and you really vibe with them there but you don't really know how to work your way into the group you don't really know like uh, maybe you feel a little isolated because everyone's been around each other for so long. There's tons of inside jokes or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Having a space where like it is a uh, a level playing field. Everyone who comes in is the exact same um, in terms of you know status and um, I think seriousness that they have for what they're doing. Um, you basically find immediate peers and that's, oh, I love that about it so much. I don't, I'm not trying to like, uh, I don't want people listening to this to be, 
to be like, oh, she's just trying to sell her program. <laughs> like it's, I genuinely feel these things. And I just, I, you know, I get so excited about it when y'all are excited and it just is, it's very fulfilling work. So that's anyways, not gonna, I'm not trying to like oversell it or overhype it. It's just a, a cool piece of the program. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Well, all right. I guess we could talk about, I the think next we can thing, get right? there now. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> all right. Post-graduation. Okay. So post-graduation. So after making drastic changes and kind of actually having a direction where I want to go, um, Recently, I've a lot of things have been easier for me because what I've decided to kind of do, which what what I found has worked um, for me, is getting into um, how do I say it? The I want to say like news aspect, the upcoming things as opposed mm -hmm. to the established things. So what I mean by that is I'm I constantly doing research and on the lookout for the newest games and um demos etc that are probably going to be popular down the line mm -hmm. um and getting it as involved in that as i can um so for me right now i've gotten um i i've reached out to a lot of developers um some other uh partners and almost partners of twitch you know kind of in that lower range not the you know big partners that are always getting you know thousands of views every day mm -hmm. but the guys that are like sitting around you know 40 to 100 something and reaching out to them talking to them talking to developers trying to get you know my hands on beta testing and stuff like that and it's actually been working out very well for me um i've made some really good connections with uh some of these other streamers and content creators and i've been actually playing with them with certain you know if it's a co-op game i've been playing with them on that or we've been sharing information as far as uh games that they've played or games that i've learned about and kind of work together on that um which has been very beneficial when you find um, good people that want to help you as much as you want to help them, which can be a rare thing. Um, but outside of that, some of my YouTube videos have actually gotten pretty popular. I've actually gotten promoted by um, one of the new games developers when he, f he found my video, I didn't promote it. And so that's actually kind of took off a little bit, which was exciting for me. And um, yeah, so I'm pretty much on that trend of i figured out where i want to go what i've been doing and yeah that's where i'm at which is something amazing because it would have never i don't think it would have ever came to that um yeah. i i'd probably be still doing you know some old things that weren't really working for me like um for me it was you know would have been like playing the same game over and over but finding out it's a dying game but still playing it because that's what I believe what was going to work instead of um, reaching out or trying new things within my, you know, niche. Um, and 
yeah so there's been a lot going on behind the scenes that are that are that's really exciting and i would have never had the tools or knowledge to even attempt them had i not gone through the program that's awesome what um so something that i usually see in smaller creators or new creators is reaching out for opportunities the way that you're doing it is very intimidating for them yes um they usually really struggle seeing their value and being able to like bring that value into a uh, a partnership um and even the idea of like wow am i like somebody who has 40 viewers or a hundred viewers, there's no way that I'm cool enough to hang out with them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's all sorts of like lack of, of self-confidence um, during this process. Mm -hmm. How did you, is this just how you've always been or is no, this? Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I I'm actually kind of glad you you answered that because that kind of or asked that because that kind of goes leads into why why I kind of brought it up and um, so yes uh, it, it's a yes or no answer so yes I've always been kind of an outgoing person and I think um, a good portion of people that are trying to get into streaming are I don't think um, everyone I know there's a small percentage of introverts and that's fine you know that's the kind of creators they are but I think in order to put yourself in front of a camera in front of who knows who you know you have to have some sort of personality or um, inclination to want to do that so somewhere in that range you do you are somewhat of an outgoing person but whether or not you're too shy in the beginning or um you are you know just completely outgoing is is individual um so for me yes I, i've always been kind of a outgoing person but yes i do have that um shyness to me especially when i'm in an area that i didn't really know what to do um so for me and this is kind of how this all came about and it's and i'm kind of glad you asked that um when i first started before I went to the SEA, I was doing um, Phasmophobia, and I still am to this to this day. I'll, I'll I'll pop in and check out what they're changing and everything like that. But prior to that, um, I was primarily only doing one game, and it, it was Phasmophobia, and I was part of that Discord group. And in that Discord group, uh, another streamer um, that has a somewhat of a following. Um, posted in there that they're always looking for people to come join. And if you ever wanted to join, just hit them up and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They were very open about it. Really great people. So I did reach out to them and I said, Hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm a beginning, you know, streamer and I'm interested in joining you guys. If you guys would be more than happy to have me, et cetera, et cetera. And they they were very nice and receptive. And, um, but that was pretty much the end of it. I never really pushed it pushed the envelope. I never really contacted them afterwards. I, I had that kind of shyness, you know, which hurt me um, in the scheme of things. Fast forward to after the SEA, um, learning how to figure out who you are, right? The 
um, the elevator pitch, your bio, what you're doing, how you're going about this, regardless if you have a following or not, the biggest thing you need to do is figure out who you are and what you're actually doing. And once you figure that out, everything else kind of falls into place. So after the SEI, I, I went back to those that, that same uh, creator and I said, hey, look, um, if you're still interested, I would love to hit you up and uh, join you for a game or two. But before we do that, um, this is some information I came across and I would share information. I shared information with them about um, some upcoming games that might be popular for them. And we started having a conversation and everything like that. And I said, look, I know some of these games are co-op games and whether or not you have someone, people regular to play with or not, um, if you would like for me to join, I'm more than happy to join. I don't have to be streaming. You just got to ask me and I will make time for you and put yourself out there. And once I did that, I did play with them. They asked me to join them. I didn't stream. I didn't try to make a thing out of it. I just was trying to be a good, you know, honest person trying to just help them out because that's what we should do. Help each other out sometimes, uh, especially if you recognize a good person. Um, and then that's how our relationship built. And to this point, um, they helped me and I've been helping them. Um, they've been promoting me big time in their streams, which has garnered me a few followers here and there and good people that actually, you know, participate, which is awesome. Um, but they also weren't strangers to talking to developers or getting, you know, keys to new games. And that kind of helped me as well with my knowledge of SEA and how to actually sell myself. They were like, yeah, just contact them through this way or that way. And that's what I did. I, I might not be a huge uh, streamer with, uh, you know, thousands of followers and, you know, hundreds of viewers at the same time. But, you know, you write a letter to put yourself out there and you say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in trying out your game or I'm really interested in your brand. And, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, I'd be more than happy to help try and help you out. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from that. Um, and a lot of uh, developers have responded to that. And that's awesome. You know, the, it, it, that's kind of like the word of advice to people is sometimes you just got to put yourself out there. It's not about how many people are watching you or you know how many followers you have it, it really doesn't matter it's it's what are you trying to achieve and do you have the confidence to want to help someone out and i mm -hmm. think that's what they really look forward to is because everyone wants to know how you're going to help me right it's kind of that selfish bit i guess so to say um but generally if you're trying to help them they're going to want to help you yeah so yeah, that was a little long and drawn out. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it because it it seems like you're really in line with what a lot of our students get going through SEA is like confidence. Mm. You feel like because you feel like you finally understand who you are and what your um what your content is and what you're trying to do, you have this like clear path to navigate conversations and opportunities when they do come up or to reach out to the opportunities that make sense for you. And so you've 
found exactly what that path is. It's helping you be more decisive and confident in your relationships and your outreach for these opportunities. I love that you're not just waiting for things to happen to you. Like you're going out and making things happen for yourself. And that's such a huge part of being successful as a creator. Yeah, you you have to actually go out and you you have to actually take charge of, at some point of what you want to do. And and by no means did I come out of SEA knowing this is what I'm going to do. Because even mm -hmm. after graduating, I still played with the idea of, well, I can make this type of content. I can make this type of content or I could focus on this or I could focus on that. I'm not really sure what works. Um, now, it's all within my niche, but within everyone's niche, I'm sure you could think of 20 different ways of presenting it. Right. Right. So do you so that's where I was kind of at when I graduated. I would make playthrough videos and I would make uh, you know, walkthroughs or I would make this or this or that or the other until I realized something that clicked with people. And I feel like once it did click, I found something that clicked, it kind of just streamline me to where I want to go and what I want to do, which I think is, is a huge battle for new streamers to try and figure out, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And so, you know, until you can figure that out, it's, it's still trial and error. I mean, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. It doesn't matter what your following is or whatever. Everyone's going to go through the, well, what is the content that works for me? What am I still happy to make? and is going to work yeah so yeah that's that's a big thing and, and you'll never just get the answer it doesn't matter what you do you know no one can tell you the answer no one can uh you're never you're not going to figure it out right away it doesn't matter how many you know things you go through how many academies you go through or whatever you know you do have to figure that out on your own and um that's a big step I think people need to to realize that you're going to fail a lot and eventually something will work. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think the big thing is knowing that you have tools and strategies and you know, like the things to be looking for or paying attention to um, as you are making that shift. Because let me tell you that those questions that you're asking yourself, like what content works for me? What, what do I want to do? What do I want to do with my brand? Um, those questions never really go away. You might no. find a thing that it starts working for you and you're super passionate about it. And the star, the stars kind of align for a while. Um, and then you feel like it, you don't really have those questions, at least for a while, but we're human beings and our interests change, the things that we love change, and our content at some point is going to change. Like, we can't just play the one game and be the one type of brand forever and ever and ever, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're shifting um, constantly. And so even later on, after you've had all this success, you might have to pull these tools out of your toolbox again and be like, okay, I want to, I want to change it up again. What do I want to do? But now you actually have those tools and the toolbox in order to do that. Exactly. Exactly. And you just, you never know, cause it, it's an ever evolving beast, 
you know, you, you what people like today is probably not going to be the same thing they like tomorrow. And yeah, it's that's not just and that applies to you. That applies to viewers. That applies to developers. I mean, that applies to everyone. So everything is always going to be constantly changing. So to have that, I, I think one of the biggest things for someone to realize is that aspect, because. I think it's the hardest to come to grips with at the in the beginning. That's mm -hmm. the hardest. And once you do go through that and you realize it and you figure out something that works for the first time, I think the next time it comes up, yes, it's going to be hard to figure out which way you want to go, but at least you've been through it before. So it's not going to hit you as hard. Right. Ooh, that is a beautiful note to end on. Where can everyone find you, Tadowski? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitch um, on at Tadowski, um, on Twitter at Tadowski Games. You can find me on YouTube with my channel is Tadowski. And uh, I even have TikTok where I put some of my best scares where I act like a fool. So that's also <laughs> at Tadowski Zero. So I try to keep it on brand. <laughs> we love a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave all those links below in the show notes as well. So if anyone would like to go and check out Tadowski, you can do so just by uh, heading over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and then click on the details for this episode. You'll get Tadowski's links all down below. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. All right. Hope you all love this episode of the Stream Coach Podcast. Uh, I think that's it for me. I don't really have anything else to say other than don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Feel free to reach out to us, contact at streamcoach.tv if you have any questions. And I'll see y'all next week. I love you so much. Bye. <laughs>